the power of your love. I, I hope that you know the power of the Lord's love this evening. I enjoyed that. I'd like to turn to the book of First John, the fourth chapter, and look at the fourth verse. First John 4, 4, it's a familiar verse. It says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I've been looking at this verse this week, and I, I ran into some things at work, and, and I run a small business, and there's just one thing consistent about a business is there's always a problem someplace. Not, not serious, just everyday, normal stress, hassles, whatever. You know, this verse kept coming back to me. You know, there is one that's greater than whatever it is I'm dealing with. And I would submit to you today, if you're a child of Jesus, if you're walking with him, there is one that's greater with you than anything that you're facing. This starts out with, ye are of God, little children. In this world, we have people that identify as one thing, and they identify as another, and many times what they identify as a grief to a Christian. But I will tell you tonight that I identify as a child of God. If you look in my Bible, it's right across the page in 1 John 3, 1. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And if you're a lady here tonight, you can read that as a daughter of God. How much the Father loves us, that he would call us his children. Many times people will testify and they'll say, he's my God, he's my Lord, and that's great, he is. But that he looks down at us and says, that's my child. He's one that I take care of. He expects us to take that by faith. So when we face things that we don't know how to deal with or we don't know what to do next... Remember, there is a father in heaven that's looking down at you and saying, that's my child. We can cast our care upon him because he cares for us. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them. By the way, one of the synonyms for overcome is to conquer. Overcome, conquer. Defeat, we have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, because greater is he that is in you. Who is he that's in you? Now, this is talking to those who are saved. If you're not saved today, you can't make this claim. Now, one of the good things that if you're not saved, you're not right with the Lord, we have altars. You can fix that tonight. So if you don't like it that you're not saved, come to the Lord. Confess your sin before him. Get saved. That's there. The Lord is drawing. I know that His Spirit is here tonight. You're of God, little children, and know overcome them, because greater is He that is in you. I, I was thinking, I, clear back, I can remember being quite young, and I can remember seeing teachers teach, even clear down in the beginner department, and they will tell their children, they'll show them a picture of a heart. And they'll say, you know, you can invite Jesus into your heart. And he can come live with you. 
That, that's a, a very simple it's, uh, illustration. It's something that kids can relate to. But I'm here to tell you that's true for adults too. We, we invite Jesus into our heart to come live with us. We invite His Spirit and His presence in our lives. We want Him there. We just heard about the power of His love. We have His love with us. Wherever we go, as long as we keep our hand in His. First John 4.13 says, Hereby we know that we dwell in Him and He in us because He hath given us of His Spirit. If you're a child to, of God today, you have the Spirit of the Lord with you. Sometimes people will think, well, I don't have the Spirit of God with me till I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that is a mighty outpouring, inundating of the Spirit of God. But when you take Jesus into your heart, you have His Spirit there. It says in Romans 8, 9, If any have not the Spirit of Christ in you, He's none of His. The Lord comes and He lives with us. We can feel His Spirit there. I can remember being young. And I was uh, raised by Christian parents. My mom and dad both loved the Lord. We had family devotions. They not only took me to church and told me about God, but they lived a godly life in front of me. There was no doubt at all in my heart that the Lord was real. But you know, I can remember back a day when I was young and I was praying to the Lord. And He came and made Himself so real to me. He came down into my heart. It was just like somebody opened up a door or turned on a light. There was a reality there that I had not known before. What happened? The Spirit of God came and indwelt in me and saved me. Maybe you can point back to a spirit experience like that. You know, if you're walking with the Lord, what His Spirit is like in your life. And that Spirit that is in you is greater than the one that's in the world. If you go back to 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but to try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There's some spirits out there today that are not of God. And it says to try or test the spirits. And then it gives some ways to try and test the spirits. One of them is if a spirit does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, it's not of God. And that doesn't mean, some will even say, well, I believe he was a good teacher and he lived here on this earth. That's not confessing that Christ, a man who was not just a man, but God himself, he was there at creation. Our Lord Jesus has no beginning. He has no ending. There wasn't anything created that wasn't created without Him. Our Lord Jesus is the one who died on the cross and on the third day rose again. That Christ came down on the earth. If a spirit doesn't confess that, they're not of God. And if you look in our society today, there's many people that will not admit that Jesus Christ was Christ. There is even some people who will carry a Bible around and quote Scripture to you, but they won't admit that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Don't buy what they have to say. The other test that's given here, it says, We are of God, and he that knoweth God heareth us. The question is, is who is us? You look at 1 John 1.1, 1, 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, 
which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked on, which we have handled of the word of life. Who's it talking about? The apostles who knew the Lord Jesus. They're the ones who wrote and their disciples our New Testament. Those who will not believe and acknowledge that the Lord will acknowledge that the word of God is true, that it's infallible, that you can take the word of God and believe what's here. These are not, your Bible is not just a set of good ideas that you can read, but in fact is the word of God. You know, the world speaks to their own and their own hears them. Sometimes I will hear ideas expressed in our society and the thought in my mind is who in the world would ever believe that? But then people do. But those who have the Spirit of God with them don't believe it. Why? Because they know what's true. They know what's, what's right. We have the Lord with us. Many times in our lives we can get the feeling that there's a lot more of them than there is of us. You can go to school, go to work, see what's in the media. Seems like there's a lot more people that will not be on the Lord's side than are on the Lord's side. In fact, that shouldn't be too stunning to us. The Lord Jesus said, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go therein at. And in the next verse, he says, narrow is the way that leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. And so you can get the idea or the feeling sometimes that we are outnumbered. I was thinking of an account that happened in 2 Kings, the 6th chapter. The prophet of Elisha was living in a city called Dothan. And he had been telling the king of Israel everything or way too much of what the king of Syria was thinking. And so the king of Syria decided to take him out. And the king of Syria sent horsemen and he sent chariots and he sent a great host to this little city of Dothan and early and they came in under the cover of darkness so one day they weren't there the next morning they were Elisha's servant got up early he must have looked out over the wall it's the only way I could figure he could see it but he looked out over the wall and he sees this huge army surrounding their little city I have an idea that he looked forward and he saw this army. He looked to the left and he saw the army. And he looked to the right and he saw the army. And if you could see behind him, he turned around and he saw the army there too. And he cried out and said, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And this was, he was speaking to Elisha. And Elisha's response to his servant was, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And then Elisha prayed and said, Lord, open my servant's eyes. Lord, open his servant's eyes. The enemy army was still there. They hadn't gone anywhere. But when he looked beyond that, the mountain was full of horsemen and chariots of fire. God's forces were there. The day wasn't out before that entire army, which had looked so intimidating first thing in the morning, was completely captured. What happened? God defeated them. We're going to find out more about it in 2 Kings 6. 
But folks, you and I are children of God. The spirit that is in us is more than what the world has. Sometimes it may seem like you're outnumbered, but praise God. Because he's already overcome them. And we could go through this congregation today, and I imagine if, if everyone would be completely transparent, you'd find a lot of challenges, and you'd find some things that need to be prayed about, and some things that the Lord needs to lean on, and some difficulties, and people don't know what they're going to do next with it. But you know what? The Lord has a victory. Year of God, little children, and overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Sometimes we need to be reminded of that. This is a a real-world gospel. It works on a day-to-day basis. The gospel is made to handle the trials and tribulations that just come through life. You know, it's not original with me, but I actually have read the end of the book. Guess what? We win. If you keep your hand in Jesus' hand, you win. There's victory here. Sometimes we don't know what to do next, but we pray and we ask the Lord to undertake. And as we pray, we give praise and we give thanksgiving. We read the word of God so our faith is strong. And we believe what the Lord can do for us. And he will come down and take us through. We have a a captain that has never lost a battle. There's been some times when things seem dark, but the Lord will take us through. One of the last things that the Lord Jesus told his disciples before he went to the cross... It's found in John 16, 33. And he said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We have a conquering Savior today. We have a gospel of victory. We have a gospel of power. The one that is with us has overcome them. Whatever you may face this evening, our Lord Jesus is stronger. Our Lord Jesus has a way through. Our Lord Jesus will take us through. The Lord Jesus is looking down at us today and saying, those are my children. I will take care of them. And you can take that and you can believe it. You can worship. You can praise in faith. I love the peace that Jesus gives. I love the testimonies that the Lord gives us when he brings us through. Year of God, little children, and overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We're going to sing a song and open the altars for prayer.